Have you ever wondered where you really stand with God? Are you overcome with feelings of guilt because of things you've done wrong? Are you tired of religion that focuses on rules that you can't keep? Have we got good news for you? It's time to listen in on some casual conversation with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski and discover what true freedom is all about. This is Growing in Grace. Growing in Grace, the podcast with Mike Kapler, me, and him over there, Joel Brzezinski. Hello. (laughs) And we're glad you're with us once again for another Growing in Grace podcast. And we're going to continue talking about some things that we've been covering the last couple of weeks. It's been pretty casual conversation, trying to help get your mindset perhaps to a different place. Maybe you're already there. But, you know, it doesn't hurt for us who are are growing in this grace to be able to talk some of these things out and think them through a little more carefully and try and move the ball just a little further down the field, at least in our own minds. That's what we're going to be talking about today. And, Joel, before we jump into it, a quick thank you to the people who have um, dropped me a note or, or said some things about my book, Clash of the Covenants, Escaping Religious Bondage Through the Grace Guarantee. That's a book that would not have occurred. I just self-published the thing. You know, I'm not going to sell a million copies. That was not my goal. Eventually, at some point, we'll probably just start giving it away. But it's an ebook at this point in time, and, and it wouldn't have even occurred without us doing this podcast, Joel. It's kind of a written podcast, Clash of the Covenants. Escaping Religious Bondage Through the Grace Guarantee. You'll find it at Amazon.com. Just search for Clash of the Covenants. And uh, I think this is the kind of book you may want to go through more than once, a book that you might want to share with some of your your Christian friends. And Joel, I had a nice comment from somebody the other day. I I wish he would uh, actually write a review (laughs) on the Amazon page. By the way, if you've read the book, would you would you just uh, rate it, give it five stars if you liked it, and, and write a review on the Amazon page? Because I, I found out that getting people to do reviews, not that I really tried recruiting my friends or family or anybody to try, and, but a few people have told me, I'm going to write you a review on there. And and I know life gets busy, but getting people to do that is almost harder than get, going back to our radio days. It's getting harder to, to do that than to get somebody to call in during a share a <laughs> um, those, those were lovely times when the phone wouldn't ring. But I would appreciate it if you would do that. I had a comment from somebody on Facebook the other day, a guy named Mitch. And he said, and this shocked me, but he said, I've been in ministry for 40 years. This is the best book I've read yet. Seriously. Mm -hmm. That threw me for a loop since I'm not really a bona fide writer. That just sort of clarified to me that the nudging I had from the Lord to to put this out there for people, that was just a little bit of a, a confirmation. But having said all that, we can get back into our podcast here. Yeah, you will find a lot of stuff in that book that you're not necessarily going to hear in a lot of churches, but if you've been listening to our podcast for any amount of time, it's the stuff we talk about here. It is well worth your time, and then again, if like Cap was saying, if you can get it into somebody else's hands too, that'd be great. Clash of the Covenants. Some of the things we've been talking about in the last couple of weeks have somewhat brought back some memories for me when I was still young and was really seeking after a lot of things that I didn't know I already had. I spent a lot of my time, a lot of my prayer time, a lot of my thought life, and and a lot of my doing, I think, as well, was focused on trying to become a certain way or trying to get things from God, trying to get God to move, trying to get God to do things, 
trying to get forgiveness from God, you know, feeling like I wasn't forgiven, feeling like, am I even saved? You know, if I had sinned, I thought, well, is that covered? Did I confess it enough? Has enough time gone by with me praying about it that I'm finally going to be connected back to God? Because that was a big part, too. I had some major highs in my life when I thought I was doing well, but I also had some major lows when I thought I wasn't doing so well performance-wise, and I really did feel disconnected from God at times. This whole idea of once for all forgiveness, I had not learned about that. I sort of knew about it, but yet... I kept going back again and again to get forgiveness over and over again from God, not knowing that Jesus Christ died how many times? He died once, and how many of my sins at that time, 2,000 years ago, were taken away? All of them, all of my sins in this period in time, in the year 2017, and in the year's prior to this that I've lived, and however many years I have left, all of those sins were taken away by the blood of Jesus. There's no more cleansing that needs to happen because it was the once-for-all sacrifice of Jesus through which I've been cleansed. The Bible uses the word cleansed in the past tense. We have been cleansed, and yet many of us as believers, not really knowing this, we're seeking God, please, please cleanse me. I've messed up again, and I need another cleansing. And, and really what we're looking for is the feeling that we're okay with God. And so what we, what we would like to encourage people to do is to understand the truth here. The only way that we're right with God, the only way that we're connected to God, the way that we've been saved, the way that we've been cleansed of all <laughs> sins is through, not through our performance, not through our When we sin, then we make it up somehow, or we do enough good to make up for it. Not through a certain amount of time that goes by and we start feeling better, and we we kind of forget that sin, and and then we feel better about it as time goes by, but only through the blood of Jesus Christ, and that blood was sufficient. Jesus shed—he came to the earth as a man on purpose— to shed his blood for our sins, and all of our sins have been taken away, and that's all that's needed. <laughs> you cracked me up on that one. He came on purpose, huh? Wasn't an accident? <laughs> well, yeah, I, I wanted to emphasize that, that he intended to do this. It wasn't just, well, an afterthought. Well, maybe I should do this. Maybe the way I said it, I don't know, but he <laughs> he did it for you intentionally, became a man. Oh. <laughs> I'm just giving you a bad time. I mean, I, I know that Mary and Joseph were accused of Jesus being an accident. Um, and that, was, that was evident when the Pharisees accused Jesus. They said, hey, what, why are you talking to us like that? We weren't born out of fornication. Right. Yeah, that, that's really good stuff because this is important. Maybe to some degree, my experience probably wasn't that much different from yours, Joel, and, and maybe those listening. There were just these times where, like you, I just felt like I was on top of the world. I was doing this thing right. And my confidence grew. And when my confidence grew, it just sort of felt like God was going to honor that. But my confidence, I think, was more in myself as I look back on it. I don't know that I meant for it to be that way. But my confidence wasn't necessarily in the finished work of Jesus Christ. It was, am I in a position now to be more acceptable to God? Is the anointing going to be stronger on me now because I'm doing this thing better? I'm living better. 
I'm doing less bad stuff. I'm trying to do more Christian stuff. But then there were those low times where even if you wanted to sweep it under the rug and didn't want to face it head on, there was just sort of this gnawing, chipping away sometimes at your mind as to where do I really stand with God? Am I really forgiven? Am I really in his good graces? Have I fallen out from under his shower of blessings that might come upon me? Am I cursed? I mean, all these questions where you really start to wonder, where am I really at with God? Because I know I'm not always as good as I want to be. And so I like a lot of of what you said because, and I know this is a subject we talk a lot about, but it's a big deal for people because there are people who attend church sometimes more than once a week who are constantly seeking a renewed forgiveness from God when more than a couple of thousand years ago, God died for the entire world and took away sin for the entire world. Don't misunderstand me. I'm not talking about universalism here, but I'm just talking about now through belief, we receive and experience the reality of this forgiveness. But the sins that took place for the entire world from Adam until now had to be addressed, as you said, one time through one sacrifice of Jesus Christ. Not a whole bunch of different animal sacrifices, not a whole bunch of different apologies and confessions and more shedding of blood. It just wasn't going to happen. So there were those times where I would go to God and I would say, oh God, I just feel like I need to get this off my chest. And that's an okay thing if you're doing it from the right perspective. But to constantly seek this renewed forgiveness from God so that you can be assured of your position in Christ, that's a waste of time. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So we understand that we're forgiven. We understand the blood of Jesus has cleansed us from all unrighteousness and that sin has been taken away to the point where God will remember them no more. Now we can start living the, the Christ life without the fear of punishment, knowing that his love for us is unconditional. And um, that unconditional love thing, man, for me, that was a a really big deal. But there were these times where I would say, God, I just don't even know what to say. So I, I, I need to know for sure where I stand with you. Forgive me for everything, the things I don't remember. Cleanse me with the blood of Jesus. Well, how's he going to do that? How's he going to re-cleanse me with the blood of Jesus when the Bible says I've already been cleansed and forgiven and sanctified and perfected and and made holy? How is he going to do that again when Jesus wasn't coming back to die again? You see, we get these, we develop these mindsets uh, because of our our, uh, our clash of the covenants, because of our mixture of the old and the new, the old that has passed away and the new covenant that we live in now. You mix those two together, there's going to be a lot of confusion and frustration. Hopefully some of what we've been sharing here is going to help you walk away from that confusion. Yeah, because confusion is not from God. He really made this thing very, very simple. The gospel itself is very simple. In a nutshell— It's God's righteousness that he's given to us as a gift, freely, not through any works that we've done. It has nothing to do with us and what we've done. He has done all the work, and we simply believe it and receive the free gift of what he has to offer us. And so, really, it's that simple. It really is that simple. I think the problem is is that we have added all these other things into it. And we've been seeking after all these things that God has freely given to us. That complicates things. (laughs) And then trying to get it back to the simplicity that's in Christ, 
that can be hard <laughs> because we're trying to break down all of these things that we shouldn't have gone after in the first place. We've been cleansed once and for all, forever. It says in Hebrews 1, as you start out the chapter, Jesus Christ, when he himself purged our sins, sat down at the right hand of the majesty on high. He did the work. It's finished. Your sins have been purged. Another version says when our sins had been purified. He purified you. You don't have to do it. You don't have to wait for God to do it. You don't have to call upon him to cleanse you and purify you and make you holy and righteous and new and all of these things. He's already done it. What we really need to do is to simply rest in it. Well, in the coming weeks here, we're going to change gears a little bit here, talking about the lore of God, God's law. We'll be talking about things in the next few weeks, such as what is the law? Is it just the Ten Commandments? Is it the ceremonial laws? Is it just the sacrificial laws? What comprises the law? And we'll be talking about this, obviously, for the reason of discussing whether or not believers are under it. So who was the law given to? And if believers aren't under the law, then are you saying we can just go out and sin all we want? (laughs) So the next few weeks, we'll be spending on that and much more right here on Growing in Grace at growingingrace.org. This has been Growing in Grace with Mike Kapler and Joel Brzezinski. Heard online through various internet sources around the world each week. To access hundreds of past programs, visit graceroots.org. Share it with a friend and listen again next week for more Growing in Grace.